think you're fine. I've got good at it now. Well, it's beer o'clock and time for Drunken Time Travel. This week we've been thinking, I wonder will Gav be able to open his beer one day? Uh, someday we may train me. I don't know when that's going to be. But I, th- I think I need a better utensil. I'm blaming my tools. Well, there's a bit of a crappy bottle opener, that one. It is. You have to open it a bit darky-handed. So, moving on. On my left, a man who once said he was going to read the entire fairy tale section of the local library. But then he found out there was also words on the inside of books too. It's Irish Gaff. On my right, a man who read Flowers for Algernon and understood it for a bit, but then didn't. Two people will get that. Or, as we also say, both of our listeners. I like comedy. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to contact us about the show... Give us feedback, good or bad, or complain about the opening jokes. Please email drunkentimetravel at gmail.com. We can also be complained at via at Drunk Time Travel. Or uh, we can be reached on Facebook. So again, on reached. Facebook. Reached. Our official Tedious Link beer today, of all days, is uh, from the brewer Pressure Drop. And it's called Pale Fire. Yes. I'll say that again. Reached. I like jokes. <laughs> so, for this one, we're doing the Mind Robber. Yes. And uh, I'm... I'm hoping the synopsis is going to be better than that. Yep, unfortunately you're writing it, so... <laughs> I think the main problem is I'm reading it. Oh, yes. <laughs> Take it away, Mr. Synopsis. Episode 1. Tricks of the Mind. Due to a faulty... See? Straight away wrong. Due to a fault with a faulty part being faulty, the TARDIS can't take off and is getting surrounded by the lava. You remember the lava from last week, right? Except it's now turned to foam, but this is still dangerous. Because this is obviously an emergency, Jamie activates the emergency unit, which takes them out of reality and into a new dimension. They land nowhere, and Jamie and Zoe, seeing their homelands on the scanner, race outside into the White Room. Before the piano has any chance to appear, they see their homelands again. But it's a trap, and some cardboard robots put them in a trance. The Doctor saves them, with thanks to a warning from a disembodied voice, by dragging them back into the TARDIS. Not liking this turn of events, the powers that be explode the TARDIS, leaving Jamie and Zoe clinging to the central console, drifting through space. Disclaimer. Not everyone who puts you into a trance is going to blow your car up, but it's probably a good enough reason to avoid them in the first place. Episode 2. Nightmare. Jamie awakens in a black forest and immediately sees a redcoat who shoots him with his cardboard ray gun, turning Jamie into cardboard. Zoe meanwhile finds a castle, but she falls through the door. Watching on monitors, someone is struggling to find the doctor. Is a crafty one, that doctor. You can't get one over him. He'll be tucked away in the shadows or... Wait, he's asleep against a tree. He stumbles around for a bit, completely not hiding. Well, until a search patrol comes near. Then he bumps into some sort of highwayman who just as quickly disappears, only to be replaced by school children who shout some riddles and also fuck off. Eventually finding cardboard cutout Jamie... The Doctor solves some riddles set for him, then rearranges Jamie's face. But does it wrong, and Jamie has a new actor. 
Then they solve another riddle to free Zoe from the giant Jamja and discover the trees are actually letters. The highwayman comes back to tell them the master is setting all these tests, then get captured by Toad Soldier Patrols and get charged up by a unicorn. Alright, the riddle of the episode, what's black and white and red all over? People will be listening to all that and just thinking you've gone insane. <laughs> yes. And I'm not going to tell them which it is. Episode 3, Crystal Maze. Like everything in this place, the unicorn didn't exist, and the cake is a lie. It's only their belief that's making things real, so the master sets another trap for them. And as they fight their way through my wallet, I mean cobwebs, Jamie comes across a red coat again, and it's turned to cardboard. Again. With a puzzle board quickly shoved onto set, the doctor manages to correctly rearrange Jamie's face this time, and Fraser Hines, back from his break, resumes his role once more. Next it's into a maze where they split up, and the Doctor and Zoe meet a Minotaur, which doesn't exist, so he disappears. The helpful highwayman shows up again to reveal he's actually Gulliver, and he's also been on many travels, apparently. Meanwhile, Jamie throws his coat over a toy soldier, runs up a cliff face, climbs Rapunzel's hair, which is in need of a good wash, might I add, and into the castle, which isn't a castle, it's a data centre, and someone's live-tweeting the Traveller's Adventures. As he's reading it, he realises the Doctor and Zoe are now face to face with Medusa. Tip of the episode, head and shoulders, because you never get a second chance to make a good impression. But having someone climb up your hair is a good start. You realise this is the second episode in a row where we've mentioned head and shoulders. Is it? Yeah. Excellent. I think we should get something. We should be sent some. It's <laughs> what I'm hoping for. <laughs> episode 4, The X Factor. Zoe believes Medusa's real because, well, I've no idea. But this leaves the Doctor having to use the mirror trick to calm it down. Next they encounter a superhero called Mucus, or something, who's so super he taps out to Zoe and loses his world championship belt. They head up to the castle, and pretending to be Mucus the not-so-great, gain entry and find Jamie reading the live tweets. By live-tweeting their adventures before they do it, the master is hoping to turn them into fiction, but they keep doing it wrong. So he invites them all for dinner, and how excited he is when they all turn up too. He's wanting someone to take over from him as the creator in the land of fiction, and all these tests were part of an audition of sorts. He declines, and Jamie and Zoe sneaks out and get closed in a giant book. Tip of the episode, if you want someone's help, try not getting them killed. Episode 5 Gladiators, or Who Kidnapped the Kidnapper? Jamie and Zoe are now fiction. Oh, is that double fiction now? I've lost track. The Doctor's not impressed and still refuses to join. Instead, he helps Fog running away. Trying to get to the live tweet feed, he summons Mucus the Not So Great and Rapunzel for help. Catching a typo before he hits send, he cancels the tweet. Jamie and Zoe appear, and they drag the Doctor inside the TARDIS. But it's a trap, and the Master links the Doctor's mind with the brain, ready to insert him directly into the brain. Or something like that. Anyway, because they're now linked, the Doctor can control the fictional world. So the Doctor and the Master have a fictional battle face-off. The Doctor frees Zoe and Jamie. The Master summons robots. The Doctor summons carcass. 
The master summons Serrano de Bergerac. The doctor summons D'Artagnan. Then the master turns into a rhino. The doctor turns into a goat. And the master turns into a dragon. While they're fighting over the Disney legal suit, Jamie and Zoe sneak in and hit every button they can until the base blows up. The TARDIS reappears and the master forgets everything that happened since he was kidnapped. Disclaimer of the epistory. There were no tweets in this epistory. It was a ticker tape. There were no tweets, only Zool. There was no Zool. Full stop. So the master? Yes. Not that master? Not that master, but the master. I wish people would stop saying (laughs) the master. (laughs) We must find the master. Stop saying the master, it's not him. But by then, they didn't know it was the master. It would have been annoying if at that point they were saying, it's not the master, (laughs) when they haven't met the master yet. Yeah, you could, you could just turn to the screen every now and then and say it's not the master. Yeah. <laughs> it's not actually the master. Maybe it should have been a disclaimer flashed up at the bottom of the screen. That would have been helpful. Uh, there was a bit of a flaw in his plan somewhere. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, ultimately, he's trying to recruit the Doctor into Apparently, yeah. Yeah. But instead of uh, showing him all the benefits and... Uh... <laughs> Are you saying he should have done a PowerPoint yeah. presentation? <laughs> yeah. It tries to get him killed in various situations. And only if he passes this trying to be killed and survives, then he gets the chance to work for him. Yeah. It doesn't... It, uh, mm. Yeah, Probably the Doctor is number four, five, six of the uh, mm. number of people he's tried to recruit. They've all died before this. Mm. It does remind me of my last interview, though. In what way? I felt like dying. Did the Master do your interview as well? If only. Did did uh, Serrano de Bergerac come in? No, it was uh, it was Jamie. <laughs> did you have to rearrange Jamie's face, but you failed? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got it completely wrong. I put Zoe's on instead. It was quite awkward. <laughs> so this was your interview, not a date. It turned into a date, <laughs> but I didn't get the job. Mm. Well, depends what type of job. So the master guy, he uh, wrote, apparently wrote a serial in boys' magazines because he was from like the 19th century or something. Mm-hmm. What is a boys' magazine? Oh, no, he's magazine. from the early, early 20th century. Like uh, Wizard, Beano. Topper, Beano, Dandy. Mm-hmm. Well, more like, you know, like Sergeant Rock or, you know, Army ones, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Adventure I ones from the early 20th century. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I've got it now, yeah. I got that. But it featured a character called Jack Harkaway. Mm. And I was just, oh, so close. Yes. We could have invented Torchwood years before it happened. But the last, no. I don't think in the early 20th century the Master wrote about uh, Jack Harkaway getting up to so many sexual conquests that he does, though. You never know. Do you know him? Do you think he might have done? He, he might have done. It was a very popular strip. You can't deny the popularity of Mr. Jack Harkness. Wait. He, he did write, what, five million words or something, did they say? Yeah, some of them are bound to be homoerotic. I reckon all of them. He, he does look like that sort. If he was back home, he'd be in a cold case now. The, uh, the, the Russians wouldn't approve. They don't approve of anything. No, they don't seem to do that. Not that I'm generalising. <laughs> <laughs> Completely not. 
www.randomstereotypes.com Speaking, of, speaking of Putin of Russia, resistance is useless, Cam. Resistance is indeed useless. Is it, I think I this is the first time we've, uh, we've heard... Resistance is useless, have we heard it before? Um, I don't know. I know that in Doctor Who or in the history? <laughs> in the history of the world. <laughs> in Doctor Who, I believe. But it, it, it did have, it did have quite a few resistance is quotes, didn't it? He said a he said a couple <laughs> at least, didn't he? You know there was a one page sort of cartoon strips that love is mm. dot dot dot. Yeah. Maybe that, that, that was him, yeah. But it was resistances. <laughs> yeah. Oh I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I want that now. <laughs> there was actually a documentary I say documentary, a, a quickly made film about Behind the, about Doctor Who, on Doctor Who night in the, in the nineties, called "Resistance is Useless," that was presented by an anorak. Just an anorak. Yeah, it was an anorak that talked. This is how BBC saw the Doctor Who fans at the time. <laughs> <laughs> what the BBC saw them as dicks. <laughs> Obviously. Or or the BBC are dicks. Both. <laughs> I think you're right there. Yeah, moving on, uh, Gulliver, of, of uh, Gulliver's Travels, was uh, featured in this story as well. Apart from it seemed to got fed up with travelling. Well, apart from scene to scene. But it was just happy just hanging around in that forest now. Do you think he got fed up of tied, being tied up and shit? Well, all his dialogue was from Gulliver's Travels by Jonathan Swift from the uh, early 18th century. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I thought it was well done and that was sick. But to answer your question, surely you must get fed up saying the same things again and again. I know, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, meta. <laughs> yeah, it, it must be like working in a call centre. Oh, don't remind me. I am. Really. That, was a, that was a fun time in my life. It's a fun time I am never going to have. No, you will never have fun times like that. Well, you never know, girl. You never know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I have razor blades out the ready <laughs> to stop that happening. I just have a uh, suicide pill just under my tongue ready. Under your tongue? Under my tongue. At all times? Yeah. Can't you put it in your pocket or something? <laughs> you think so. Because the unfortunate thing is it actually dissolves in moisture. That is quite unfortunate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, How do you keep it dry then? You have to suck a lot. Going at the end of the show. Um... <laughs> Just, basically, it's a system of pulleys that I have in my mouth. And valves. Valves and pulleys. It, uh, yeah, that helps keep it dry. Bernard Horsfall played uh, Gulliver. He he would be on a lot of Doctor Who's in the future, including playing a Time Lord at one point. Will or he? Or two Time Lords in that. Will he? Mm. Is it two different Time Lords or the same Time Lord? Well. Did he regenerate that, into the, that's himself? The, that's the question. <laughs> it might be the same Time Lord. We will never know. We could check credits. I mean, it's the same person, but one's unnamed and the other one has a name. Maybe his name was so unnamed. You, so you can bet it's been You don't in. know the name in uh, strategy in Galfrey. I don't really know. Because they all seem to keep it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Going with names like the Doctor and the Master and Jack mm. Harkaway. Yeah, it must be a bitch in hospital. And what's his name, Phil? I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. I'm going to call him Tinsel. But that's not his name. No. It's just what I'm calling him. Or you could call him a Yahoo. They don't like Yahoos. No. Gulliver didn't like Yahoos, apparently. Mm-hmm. 
But if you ask me, Bing's and Google's were worse. <laughs> my comedy. It's probably my catchphrase of the day. <laughs> Do you like comedy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like meta things? Alright. I think I moved on from our comedy. Yeah. Remember when we used to say that? Yeah. You have to mix it up again. That's what I'm again. saying. That's no, what I'm again. saying. Yeah. That's why I would just randomly start reviewing Quantum Leap next episode. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I was going to say about meta things. Yeah. But there was just a few things in this that I liked. For example, mm-hmm. there was the line, who would think of a crazy notion like this? And uh, Jamie says, or the doctor says, a fantastic mind. That was the that was the writer just bigging themselves up. <laughs> just a bit, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, me, I'm so good. <laughs> he did have that song as well. As he was writing. There was a whole mm. musical number in episode six, mm. but they had to cut it. Mm. It was distraught. Who knows? Maybe mm. one day they'll find it in mm. uh, in some place in the world. Yeah. And and as I mentioned in the synopsis as well, Jamie and Zoe became fictional. Yes, they did become fictional. They got they got closed in the book, and they keep saying the same yeah. things when they're fictional. Mm. I just wondered, yes. do they get captured a lot as well? These mm. fictional creations. Is that what Barbara was? <laughs> Barbara was fictional, <laughs> yes. Was she? Was she fictional? I hope she was. Yes. Yes. I can I can confirm <laughs> that she's not real. You have nightmares about her. No. It's I just hate to think that she was real. Another thought I had on that was mm. uh, a companion leaving because they'd become fictional would have been awesome. And then the doc could, doctor could read stories about them. Yeah. I used to know. And the rest of the series mm. could just be the Doctor reading stories about the Doctor and his fictional companion until everyone's heads exploded. Yes. <laughs> Scanner style. Now that would be awesome. I used to love that film. I've never seen it. I was obsessed with it as a kid. I, I'm, <laughs> I mentioned the Scanner. Uh, I mentioned someone's head exploding to someone in the, in the Scanner style mm. and they were like, what? So I had to then find a gif of the yeah. person's head exploding. How can I've never seen it, but I mean I know about it. How can they not know that people's heads exploded in the eighties? It was an actual thing. The World Health Organization released a warning about it. Didn't they? Yeah. I missed that one. It was did you I, I tried exploding people's heads. I couldn't do it. That's 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 so sad. Trying now. (laughs) I think you've been trying since an earthly child. Ever since you first suggested doing this thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's okay. Anyway, it's only six episodes. (laughs) Continually. Yes, this was all set in the land of fiction, or as I like to call it, the land of public domain fiction. Yes. I like comedy. Stop saying that. (laughs) Oh, you've got it. Well done. I'll get bored of it, so <laughs> sure. You would think, but no. Probably in a few episodes' time. Uh-huh. But yeah, the uh, the security check that he has on his front gates. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. He says, "All you have to do is is walk up, you state your name and your yeah, what book you're from, or yeah, <laughs> or what piece of fiction you're filming." Okay, which I didn't That's understand for a start. I didn't understand that for a start because. None of the fictional people thought they were from a book. Yeah, the, yeah. So the only person that's going to know that someone's from a book mm. is someone who is not fictional. 
<laughs> so what? Although uh, the doctor gets in by pretending to be Gulliver, didn't he pretend to be Gulliver? Or no, he pretended no, to be the carcass. To be carcass. Yeah, but it would have been so much better if he'd gone up and they'd said, "Name Doctor Who from the BBC <laughs> TV series," <laughs> and then everyone would have exploded. Try <coughs> not to die. Yet. I, I I try every day. I've succeeded so far. Why? Or, or going back to an earlier point, what if uh, a companion was dying and the only way to save them was to make them fictional? Yeah, something to think on there. I'm sure that's almost feasible. You might as well call Doctor Who almost feasible. <laughs> Within the world of Doctor Who, that is. Yep. And I, I also liked how Rapunzel's just got used to people climbing up her hair. How many times did she have to drop her hair out for her to get used to it? <laughs> she didn't say she liked it. She just said she was used to it. No, she said she seemed to be okay with it. She just didn't like Jamie doing it because <laughs> he tugged a bit too much. <laughs> well, quite. Normally when people climb up my hair, they don't tug quite as much. That's why I have no hair left. Jamie kept climbing up my hair. And there were two people mm-hmm. in this, in, in the land of fiction, who weren't, mm-hmm. well, other than the Doctor and, and company, mm-hmm. uh, two who weren't actually fictional. Serrano de Bergerac, who wasn't fictional, mm-hmm. and a person named, known as Blackbeard, who I'll tell you all about next week. Also, but if you've played Assassin's Creed 4, you may know all about him anyway. Well, probably not, because it's, it's okay. only a little bit of his... Uh, oh, yeah, he's only in little... He's only in... Yeah. Well, he's only in this for two seconds. I know, so it was weird. He is fucking great, though, in Assassin's Creed 4. Is he? He is. He's in it for a fair way. He's more than half again. Does he kill people? Mm. Well, that's something that's wrong already. Does he kill people? <laughs> oh, oh now, I'm, now I'll think about it. I assume he must have done. I can't recall him actually seeing it and kill people. He had a couple of people strung up, but... They were asking for But then they got set free. Other than shit battles that I had. I assume he must have killed people in the game. I can't specifically remember it. Well, if he has killed people in the game, please uh, write a postcard and send it to Drunken Time Travel, Care of the Moon. Yeah, a title, You Are Wrong. <laughs> Entitled Will, actually. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I did notice in the land of fiction was there was no fiction from other planets. It seemed a bit weird. Apart, apart from Mucus guy? Carcass. Yeah. He wasn't from another planet. He was from Earth in the twenty uh-huh. in the year 2000, I believe it was. Not 2000 AD, the comic. But. I reckon one of the school children must have been. <laughs> they were from another planet. Yeah. Them uh, robots. <laughs> Rupert's. Yeah. The only reason I ask is I just want to know what Daleks read about. They don't read. They don't know. The, there's no time for recreation. Did they just listen to audiobooks? A- apart from Dalek Lego. <laughs> Dalek Lego. I want that so much. <laughs> Do you think there's a Dalek in the in the Lego movie? No. Why not? Because that would be awesome. And you don't get awesome things. Full stop. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of mucus, or carcass as Mm -hmm. he's known, um, 
Yeah, he's this character from 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 a comic strip in the year two thousand. He's got some kind of gun thing. A, a molecular disruptor or something. Something like that. Yeah. But he also said to the Doctor and, and Zoe that um, you will be minced meats, which I, which I don't know why it just amuses me. Well, well, maybe he planned on turning him into a mixture of minced beef, minced pork. <laughs> yeah, not not just yeah. not minced meat, mm-hmm. minced meats, <laughs> just different kinds. You know, like you're getting a kebab. Oh, right. He's going yeah. to turn them into a kebab. Yeah. Chili or garlic sauce? Chili. Chili. Always chili. Yeah, it's always chili. Who gets garlic mayo on it? You probably do. No. Oh. I get it on chip butter. I don't, I don't get it on my kebab. Mm. That would be weird. I'd punch somebody if they got it in my kebab. Yeah, but Carcass, he, uh, to say he's such a big, strong guy and everything. Yeah, uh, as opposed to he's, uh, he's really got one of the girliest screams ever for a big strong guy. I can't remember what he screamed like. It was it was when he was tapping out to Zoe, when he was losing the fight to Zoe, the, the tiny little girl. Well, Zoe Zoe is awesome. Mm. Zoe is awesome, and it, and he does really like growling as well while he's fighting. Well, you well, know, he can't be a bit of growling. Well, you can't if you're a bear. No. Or carcass. Or carcass, yes, yeah. as you say. He's no. also the second worst fictional character ever, I've decided. The second worst. Pray tell, Wingolf, who is the first? I think that's probably Adric. Yeah. <laughs> or Uni from Dungeons and Dragons. The Unicorn? Yeah. What have you got against Uni? It's just so annoying. It's only or, more annoying than Uni. Or... Oh, Scrappy Doo, if we're going to go for 80s cartoon sidekicks. There's nothing wrong with Scrappy Doo. Oh, fuck off. Don't diss Scrappy Doo. No, I'm, I'm getting violent now. You're making me violent now. There's nothing wrong with Scrappy. There's so much wrong nothing with Scrappy Doo. wrong with Scrappy. There is lo- You're the literally the only person I know that likes Scrappy. Scrappy was awesome. He was not awesome. He was awesome. Never was awesome. He awesome. Never. It was mock and awesome. Okay, tell me two reasons. <laughs> Did you make a reference? <laughs> Give me two reasons why Scrappy Doo is awesome. It's just once. Is that it? It just was. Yeah, it just was. That's that's not that's not good enough. It's just gonna you're, you're trying to convince me that Scrappy Doo is awesome. Younger Gav thought it was awesome. Oh, oh older Gav may not think. O- older Gavs forgot about him. <laughs> older. All the Gavas forgot what was awesome about him. All the Gavas forgotten about everything. All <laughs> the Gavas forgot what all the Gav likes. All <laughs> the Gav also seems to talk in the third person. We should move on to the TARDIS then. Why not? Mm. You know, it really needs to get that fluid link fixed. It goes wrong far too often. What, twice? I think this is the third time. At Are we least. including Edge of Destruction? At least. Are we including the Edge of Destruction? Yeah, it went. It went. <laughs> Although technically, it wasn't. It wasn't the fluid link in that one, was it? It was the fault locator. <laughs> no, yeah, it wasn't. That Which one, still yeah. makes me laugh. Um, was it the? Not the Suntarans one. The. Uh, no, because we haven't seen the Suntarans yet. No, I was just getting the names mixed up. The, the Ice one Warriors. with the brick ship. 
Oh, the sensorites. Sensorites, that's it. Did it go? It might have Did done it go that wrong one. in that one? Maybe he doesn't. He needs to get like a solid link or something like that. That might help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's probably what's wrong with it. It should be solid. <laughs> I would say a vapor link, but there was there was mercury vapor like floating about, which was which is a, which I think the doctor says don't worry about it, and I'm like, yeah, that's not going to go wrong. Mercury vapor mm. being in the TARDIS. Mm. Maybe if you get something that's just you categorised actually, as just as a link and doesn't fluctuate between states. Well, if you recall, you did a uh, you did a science about Mercury, so it was mm. probably on that one. No, that was Power of the Daleks. Mm. And it was just because there were Mercury swamps, swamps, mm. which are quite common, as you know. There is on Dalek Land, which is what I'm calling it. Well, Vulcan, you're calling Dalek Land. Yeah. <laughs> Dalek Land should be an amusement park. Name, name three of the rides there. Go. The Exterminator. Right, yeah. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did better than I thought you would. It was just taking too long. I'm sure if I got a pen and some paper, I could scribble shit down. Well, it would be the Exterminator, yeah. Um... I think Davros would probably tell your fortune in some tent somewhere. Mm. It'd just kill you in a tent somewhere. Yeah. Do you think we're missing? You are going to die. Do you think we're missing? The, <laughs> do you think we're missing the Daleks? <laughs> uh, this this was a good one as well. <laughs> so the Tardis turned white at one point. Yes, it did. Why? Was it frightened? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> It doesn't like being out of reality. Well, who does? Oh, it was Jamie. You fucked it all up. I thought it was the Doctor did that. Have we not talked about Jamie yet? We'll be going on to him right later. We'll 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 yeah. yeah. We're doing the car's crew after Darby. So, the, and one thing that came up in this story as well, that the TARDIS is constantly storing more energy than it actually uses. Yep. That's impressive. Well, it's better than storing less energy than it uses. Mm. Which, apparently, if it starts doing that, it gets into serious trouble at a really quick rate. It's got some high fuel consumption. Yeah, octane 10 fuel it uses, apparently. I also like the mm. cliffhanger that you mentioned where the TARDIS exploded, and then they were on the console, and the Doctor mm. was floating around in space. Yes. I like that. Make a note of that, go. I haven't got a bit of paper. Oh. I'll just have to remember it. I've remembered it. I forgot it. Hey, it's the beer part of the show. Yeah. We're having a libation break. What do you think of that, Gav? I like the break of libation. Do you like the beer, though? I do like the beer. I do like the beer also. I don't know why I like the beer. Tell <laughs> oh good. <laughs> back to the back to the episode. <laughs> tell tell the people at home why you chose this beer. Uh basically because uh as in the cliffhanger the TARDIS explode, they're floating around in space where there is they must have experienced a significant drop in pressure. Okay. So that's why you were <laughs> drinking pressure drop. Yes. Uh, uh, beer. <laughs> And it's called Pale Fire, yes. Mm-hmm. 
That's about all I know. It's a bottled conditioned bit. And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> oh, what's wrong, Gal? Is there nothing on the side of the bottle to say? No, I haven't researched it or anything. It's brewed in London, a London brewery. Well, it's, it's a nice beer. I don't know if it's sticker worthy. It's not done no, anything. It's I, not I done wouldn't. anything special. No, I you need that. You need that little bit extra. I feel to be to be worthy mm. of one of our stickers. Mm. Yes. Well, it, it it is a nice beer, but I'm not thinking. I really want another of these. And also, you you bought some uh, some some food to have. Yes, as a novel twist, some uh, bar snacks. Some bar snacks. Rabbit bar snacks, I believe. Yes, it's uh, rabbit jerky, which I'm going to try now. Okay, I'll uh, try and describe what you. Well, it's not just rabbit jerky; it's uh, chili rabbit jerky. So it's so spiciness. How, how spicy is it? It's not very spicy. It's, oh, uh, I'm kind of disappointed in that. It's got a certain kick there. It's, uh, it's a certain. There's juice. a heat in the back of the throat that's building. Alright, I'll hold off then, will I? And I'll just describe. Are, is your head going to explode? Is that it? No. Is this, scan- is this how scanners worked? There's a very nice roast flavour that came through towards the end. Yeah, it's called Fire in the Hole Chili Jerky. Made from uh, marinated rabbit meat. Watership Doom Jerky, apparently. Mm-hmm. Did you know? Oh, fact. It's, it's a bit tough for me. For... It is a bit. Did you know that Watership Down is still the most compla- uh, complained about movie to the beep to the British Board of Film Classification? No, I did not know that. I would imagine it was uh, The Matrix, and just <laughs> solely from my mate Dave. But what are you thinking about it? I agree that it's very yeah. tough. Yes. S- Spicy-wise, not, not... I was a bit wary about the... the I've never really had rabbit before, but... Mm. Have you never had a rabbit before? No. Oh, well, I've, I'll have to cook some rabbit stew at some point. Not now. Well, but I couldn't tell you what rabbit tastes like now. It doesn't taste like this. No. But it doesn't taste mm. like 150 chilies. No. <laughs> but yeah. It's nice though. It's I find it quite, yeah, it's quite nice. It's just got that nice tinge of uh, spice. And then, and then we've got that uh, pressure drop beer to wash it down with. Mm. We should definitely do this uh, food thing. It's an interesting uh, thing. As long as they don't mind listening to us eat. <laughs> Complaints is at our complaint address. Well, we've got half an hour. Okay. Yes, our complaint address, care of BVFC. <laughs> which is British Board of Film Classification. Just in mm. case you hadn't worked on See if we can break the record. So, it can't be worse than the Big Finish podcast, though. All Nick Briggs does is eat packets of crisps all throughout the podcast. Different flavours or? I've, I've no idea. It doesn't come in. Oh, it just eats. <laughs> it doesn't review his food. Well, at least we reviewed it. Unless he's got a particularly nice sandwich or something. So, in conclusion, chilli thing, nice. It's Beer nice, nice, but it's rather expensive. Nice, Funny. expensive, tough. It's not sticker worthy. <laughs> if we have a sticker. I do find, in general, jerky to be uh, very, I'm very picky with it. I don't like it tough. A lot of brands I find are a bit too tough to be enjoyable. But I do like the taste, but it's rather expensive. Another beer.
So the Doctor. Hi. Let's move on to the main character. Yeah. So Jay-Z are in a trance. That's uh, Jamie and Zoe, as I'm now calling them. Okay. Yeah, they, they get put into a chance. And, uh, a chance? Uh, into a chance. <laughs> and the Doctor has to go to the community chest. Right. And, uh, and retrieve them. But basically, the way that he saves them from a chance and gets them back in the TARDIS is... It grabs them by the arms and pulls them into the TARDIS. Yeah, no, no messing about from the doctor. It did try talking them back in, and it's like, no, it's, that's not working. Oh, fuck this. Grabs them by the hand and pulls them in. We've only got five, Job done. We've only got five episodes. I haven't got time to piss it up. <laughs> and, and, as, and as I mentioned during this synopsis, where uh, right at the start, the, the master's looking at everybody on monitors, and he can't find the doctor. And it's like thinking, oh, it's fun. Uh, it's fun. The two companions really is, but the doctor is is like eluded him. He's uh, he's gone missing. He can't find him. But it was just sleeping against a tree, and it's disappointing. It's it's just bad CCTV setup, really. Yeah, no, I, that, that was quite disappointing. I, I was hoping the doctor had outsmarted him, but no. <coughs> no, he just hadn't set up enough cameras, basically. Yeah. He had enough cameras before, but then Edward Snowden like revealed all this stuff, so he had to, you know, scale it back. <clears throat> it's as topical as we get. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yep. There's at one point as well, the Doctor slips into salamander mode from uh, Enemy of the World. Which you can hear rustle. Which was basically his accent as salamander from that. Which was just a bit weird. But there we are. Have we also mentioned about the children's riddles uh, to the doctor? Briefly. Yep. Where they said, uh, one of the riddles was, where was Moses when the lights went out? Or as you said. Yep. <coughs> oh. <coughs> Sorry, I just got a bit of chiller there. But yeah, was that a... Is, is that the sort of riddle like, what would Jesus, what did Jesus do when he was photobombed or something like that? Is, is it that sort of trick? Because <laughs> otherwise, I've never heard of this riddle before. rest of them I have. Mm-mm. Apparently, from a quick check on it, its uh, answer is in the dark. Yeah, same as everyone else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, I don't know where it originated mm-hmm. from and why it's Moses. Mm-hmm. But there we are. Mm-hmm. Did, did Moses famously go in the dark at some point? What do you mean, go in the dark? Well, <laughs> what, to the toilet? From? I don't know. I've no idea where this came from. I've never read it before and it's stupid. And we'll never hear from it again. Zoe! Yes, Zoe. So, she, uh, Jamie, sorry. Jamie described her as looking like, from her, her costume from the last episode, as looking like a McClarty. So she obviously decided to get changed. Because you, yes. you don't want to look like a McClarty. No. No. So she got dressed up in uh, some sort of 80s sequin disco catsuit thing, which I didn't but, mind. No. Well, well, it was slightly better than mm. this last one. You couldn't yeah. do much worse than her last costume. <laughs> it, it was a bit flash flashy. Flash flashy? Yes. Flash flashy. It was flash flashy. I like that word. <laughs> I like those words. Something like that. But yes, and uh, the male viewers couldn't help but like it when she was uh, travelling around on the uh, console console with yes. her butt facing the yes. camera 
Is that what you're going to say? Is that what you're going to say? Yes. I'm sure they couldn't. Well, I, I, did, I did like as well uh, Zoe going back to her logic, uh, working away out of the maze. She was using the masks. Ever, ever since we came here, we've took uh, three lefts, one right, two lefts, and five rights. It's been that sequence, everything. It's, it's logical that it's going to continue like that. Well, it's not really logical. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it, it's a maze. It's designed not to be logical. But, uh, but, but following... As the doctor says, logic <coughs> only allows you to be wrong with authority. Only if applied incorrectly. Which this was. Yes. <laughs> yes, this was a good example of that. <laughs> but applying that logic, she did lead them to the exact centre of the maze. So she was almost right. It didn't get her out, but it got her to the centre. It got her further away from the exit. <laughs> But the centre is where there was to meet the doom. The doom? Yes. That wasn't an accent. Oh, it was an accent? Yes. Okay. She also saw where the she last was one from. Might have been also. Her, her and Jamie saw where they were from, apparently. Mm. He saw Scotland or possibly take the high road. And mm. uh, she saw the city where she came from, called The City. Maybe that's what her city is called. What, the city? Yeah. Stupid. And maybe that's all like, cities are named after her city. That's like having that's, a, that's <coughs> like that's like having a moon called the moon. Or a sun called the sun. <laughs> what do you call your son? The sun. Well, aren't you just fucking arrogant? <laughs> <laughs> and what do you call our son? PY32XZB. <laughs> 24 <laughs> <laughs> which is my login um, yeah. well we call it yellow thing in the sky <laughs> yeah I, I thought she was uh, a little bit inconsistent about what she thought was real because like with the with the minotaurs, instantly, oh yes, that's not real. And then comes face and says, no, she's real, she's real, she's real. I've got to look at her, she's real. And it, it was just like all the way through that. So, some things she could dismiss as being fake, and then others she can't. Well, she'd heard of uh, she'd heard of the minotaur. Has she heard of Medusa? Um, no, I don't think she I has. Have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. <coughs> But that same logic did not work all throughout the story. It just it it worked or didn't work depending on the narrative. Um, yeah. So well, it, it just depend, yeah, it just depended on on mm. what they needed to happen at the moment. Like mm. if they needed to be closed in a book or something mm. like that, which but, wouldn't happen with a Kindle. But there you are. But it's all right. In in places, the doctor told her it's not real. Just believe it's not real. Say it's not real, and he'll disappear. And she didn't. And she did. <laughs> she also said about the day uh, about Jamie uh, to the doctor. He couldn't just change like that, you know, after he'd been cardboardized. Yeah, and I just thought, yeah, here's the thing: you're talking to a guy who's just changed his face. Well, not just because we're near the end of this one. But in fact, she's talking to two guys who've just changed their face. Yeah, yeah, Zoe, get with it. Mm. She didn't see it though, so it didn't happen. Speaking of Jamie, mm. 
Yeah. One 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 line that summed him up was uh, was his was his line that what's the good what's the good of thinking? I just want a battering ram. Uh, that's just Jamie's la- entire bio <laughs> in, the, in the series Bible, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd like to have seen him with a battering ram as well. But saying that, I, I hope he's better at fighting now against the real red coats than he is against these. Toy red coats. Yeah, you would like to think because <laughs> he just runs up them until they shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a good job in this occasion all they've got is cardboard ray guns. <laughs> but, but, and typical Jamie when, when as well. He, when he becomes uh, Doctor Who's first standee. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, Fraser Hines, who plays him, got chicken pox. So it was replaced for uh, what? Basically an episode. I did like that bit. An episode spread across two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just an episode. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, yeah. Two ep- yeah. What you said. Yeah. <laughs> Always what I said. Yeah, I did like that bit. I wonder if they just regenerated the Doctor that way. Or, mm. should, you know, every time. Mm. And then uh, they could have the public vote for, you know, different eyes mm. and nose. And then whoever looks most mm. like what people voted mm. for, then they should become the Doctor. Yeah. Yeah, whether they want to or not. Yeah. No, yeah. there's no choice in the <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm sorry the, the people picked you. You will have to be the Doctor now. <laughs> you, you've been conscripted to be the Doctor. But I'm afraid your eyes are wrong, so we're going to have to do some surgery. <laughs> By removing your head. And the, the one, one of the things I liked as well uh, was... Uh, James said there were a gang of robots after him. I'm like, what a gang of robots was. Uh, they got their helmets on backwards or something. Oh, is that, is that, a, and, uh, is that a baseball and, cap on yeah. backwards reference? <laughs> I'd like to see a gang of robots. You wouldn't. Just yeah. hanging around on street corners. You wouldn't. So. Why wouldn't I? They'd rough you up. You don't think they'd accept me? No. Two reasons. What? You're not really a gang person. Number two, they uh, you're not a robot basically, and the third reason is how do you know I'm not a robot? Third reason is robots remember or to remember more. The third reason is that uh, robots really like um, Scooby Doo, but don't like Scrappy Doo, so that's why they wouldn't accept you in. I uh, I think you're uh, generalising robots there. Well, yeah. It wouldn't be like you to generalise anything. No. I don't generalise. It's a generalisation if ever there was one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the episodes in this one were only 20 minutes long due to the whole rewriting making. Because this was going to be four episodes and they made it five, so they had to make some of the things shorter. Uh-huh. A little factoid for you, then. Mm. And also the white robots who you mentioned looking like yeah. cardboard, they were or they were from another sh- uh, BBC show called Out of the Unknown, mm-hmm. uh, play in it, and so they were they were repainted because this is this was the first episode where they had to make it suddenly, so they wrote it and just used mm-hmm. those robots painted them so they looked white, but they weren't white. They were three were yellow and one was grey. Mm-hmm. That's the science of black and white for Tricky bastards. Good news. What's the name? We've had one more cave episode. Epistory. So this is 18 epistories with caves now. That is what I like. Because it's been a while. It has. It's four or five episodes or something, isn't it? 
don't know. It's, it's a while. But shall we uh, move on to the quotations? Yes, Gav. What's your section. quote of this epistle? I'm going to go for the. It was in episode five, and basically Rapunzel uh, sort of complaining about her. Uh, well, not quite, but it, the the quote amuses me. Yeah, I, I just like how uh, <laughs> she's so used to people climbing up her. But this is the quote. A rope! Oh, oh, thank you. Ouch! Careful. Oh! Oh, yes, of course you are the Princess Rapunzel. Are you a prince? Oh, no, no, I'm afraid not. But would you mind if I used your hair to get down there? No, of course not. Everybody else uses it, so I don't see why you should. Thank you very much. Interesting quote. My quote is from the Doctor and the Master, but not that one. Trying to outwit it each other by basically writing a story and each one trying to get the other one to die or whatever. <laughs> That's how it was pitched originally. So here we are <laughs> thusly. With Jamie and Zoe fixed firmly in his sights, the carcass pressed the trigger of his gun. But, uh, uh, but all the power had been used up on the soldiers and it was useless. Oh, you'll have to do better than that. My final, so, final thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was very uh, celestial mm. toy maker esque. I thought. Yeah, it was. It was very eventful. I yeah, like there yeah. was there was plenty happening. It was. It was. It was five Doctor episodes. Was, there wasn't too much. I mean, there wasn't. Which is two in a row now for me. But you didn't like the last one. But. No, I wasn't that keen on the Dominators. I found it amusing, but all in the wrong ways. Yeah, but this one I liked. A lot of things happening, as you say. I really liked the first episode, which was just weird. And it, it didn't yeah, it was drag just, at any point. No, this, uh, this was just, uh, you know, something different, which I really liked. And a bit insane at times. A bit insane at times. This, this would be one I would recommend if someone asked me. So there we are. Yes. Do we have any questions, Gav? We don't. No. Nah. It was worth a try. Travel at gmail.com Next time... I'm doing a DZZ history on Blackbeard, yes. since he was in it for a second. And why not? Why the fuck not? And then I'm doing, two weeks after that, uh, The Invasion, mm. with the Cybermen again. Um, so, we will now leave you with the end quote. Yep. Uh, outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. From Grumtrum Works. If you'd like to validate our existence, you can do so by these following ways. <laughs> text, <laughs> text in to. Oh, sorry, I thought we were a telephone there. You can rate or comment or like on iTunes or Facebook. You can on Facebook, yes. Mm. Or just say. Or email us and just say. We like. I, I rate, comment, or like you. <laughs> Delete as appropriate. Happy sleep time, everyone. Happy sleep time. Now push. Harder. Harder! <laughs> <laughs>